is up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Rackliff, and it is Wednesday, September 15th, week two. Fantasy football rankings. Coming at you on the podcast today. Not really going to beat around the bush because we'll talk about the Jerry Judy, Raheem Mostert stuff when we get to the appropriate points in the rankings. So I want to kick it off. At quarterback, remember, every week, here's what I do. 12 quarterbacks, then I'll tell you the guys who are streamer-worthy. I will give you 24 running backs, the guys who are flex-worthy, 36 wide receivers, the guys who are flex-worthy, and six tight ends? (laughs) Is that where we are? And then a whole bunch of just dart throws. So let's dive into quarterback, though. At the top, Kyler Murray, Patrick Mahomes. I don't think I have to explain this, right? We start some of these guys every single week. If I have Patrick Mahomes on my roster, well, I probably drafted him too early, but I sure as heck hope I don't have a second quarterback because I don't need one until the bye week, and we'll figure it out when we get there. Lamar Jackson coming in at three for me this week. Lamar could be challenging at times when he doesn't throw passing scores, but his high floor with his legs, and and I actually don't mind this matchup for him as well. That's going to be a fun game there on Sunday night between those two. So Lamar locked in as a starter after Lamar Russell Wilson gets a bit of an upgrade. We saw what Kyler was able to do against Tennessee. Now it's Russ's turn, so he's up there at four. At five, Josh Allen, not worried about last week, really. Not much in life worries me, that's for sure, and certainly not worried about that uh, performance there. I mean, a good defense he was up against, and and they bounced back here against Miami. Not a bad defense in Miami, but he's going to be just fine. Tom Brady at six, massive week one, gets to face Atlanta. Probably a massive week two. Justin Herbert going to bounce back against a friendly Dallas secondary at seven. Jalen Hurts at eight. Showing some upside, and San Francisco allowed a lot in the passing game. Now, granted, it was partially game script, but they also did lose Jason Verrett to a season-long injury here, a season-ending injury, that is. Dak Prescott at 9. I don't love having to face Los Angeles, but I don't see any scenario where I'm sitting Dak Prescott all season. Aaron Rodgers at 10. I know the matchup's phenomenal. I am uh, slightly... um, disappointed in what we saw I guess that's probably the best way to way to put it hopefully he bounces back but I'm not gonna go and bench him and do something silly like that Ryan Tannehill at 11 I expect a bounce back performance out of Tannehill and that offense this week against Seattle and then finally Matthew Stafford at 12 if you have those guys you drafted those guys to be your starter you drafted a top 12 quarterback you're going to use that top 12 quarterback and if you didn't well, there are a few options that I think we could get away with using as streamers this week or as guys who, if we have a committee on our bench, we're going to lean towards Baker Mayfield, though he will not have Odell Beckham Jr., but he faces Houston. The one worry there is they, they do too much on the ground. But regardless, uh, Jameis, Jameis is not a top 12 right now, but he's at 14, so he's not too far off. Kirk Cousins continues to be the consummate safe option to, to open the season out here. The other two that I would I would use, Ben Roethlisberger and Joe Burrow, if I had to absolutely throw a dart, it would probably be Mac Jones or Teddy Bridgewater, but I don't love that. Moving over to running back at the top, let's not overthink it. Christian McCaffrey looked phenomenal last week. Dalvin Cook, well, he's got a tough matchup, at least on paper it looks like, because this is an Arizona defense that did manage to somewhat shut down Derrick Henry, but who cares? Nick Chubb gets a phenomenal matchup against Houston. Alvin Kamara is going to just roll that's what he does that game's so awesome 
every time we we get two games a year, hopefully, if they're both healthy, where McCaffrey and Kamara face each other, that's awesome. Aaron Jones, like the rest of the Packers, struggled last week, but Detroit has the cure for what ails you. Derek Henry at six. I uh, last week was a Derek dilemma game that happens. I think he bounces back though. You you can't keep a good man down. Najee Harris at seven. The volume's going to be there, and I actually don't mind the whole situation here against the Raiders. They did just allow two rushing scores on Monday night. Zeke at eight. Not the best matchup. Not the worst matchup. Volume, 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 volume for Joe Mixon as well at nine. 33 touches last week. That was an overtime game. Don't expect that much, but they are going to use a ton of him. Chris Carson actually looked pretty good last week at 10, and he has pretty much no competition for touches. Antonio Gibson, well, the rest of the offense is going to struggle, but I'm not worried about Antonio Gibson, or not necessarily struggle. I should Maybe I overstate that. They're a downgrade with Taylor Heineke under center, but Gibson's still going to get his. Jonathan Taylor in a tough matchup at 12, but I really liked how they used him in the passing game last week. Can we keep that up? David Montgomery, who actually did well in that tough matchup last week, he'll face Cincinnati this week. And old Monty, the Bears are going to feed him. Austin Eckler at 14. I do have one concern. He had no targets. 15 carries, no targets. That is really uncharacteristic of what we've seen out of Austin Eckler in the past. It's a new coaching regime in place. Please, hopefully, that is not a sign of things to come. DeAndre Swift at 15, uh, heavily used in the passing game, almost the polar opposite there. Damian Harris at 16, not worried about the late-game fumble. And really, hey, by the way, J.J. Taylor is tiny. 5'6", 185. He's not going to replace Damian Harris. Clyde Edwards-Alaire at 17. It's always a correlation with the game script there. If, if they have a heavy passing game script, then Edwards Lair is not going to be that great. And they played from behind, so that's what it was last week. Miles Sanders at 18, not a big role in the passing game, but he's fine to use as an RB2. Saquon Barkley, can we really trust him? Not until the snap share goes up, but he's still an RB2. You probably have to use him. Daryl Henderson Jr. at 20. Sony Michelle still getting up to speed, so it's all Henderson right now. Miles Gaskin at 21. Tyson Williams at 22. Eh. They're both the guy for now. Devin Singletary at 23. I mean, he looked okay, and he is clearly the lead back. And then Josh Jacobs at 24. Elijah Mitchell, not in the top 25, but actually at 25, he's flex-worthy. Along with Kareem Hunt, Jamal Williams, Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, Chase Edmonds, Mike Davis, James Robinson, and Leonard Fournette. Yes, I still have him ahead of Ronald Jones. Maybe I'm a glutton for punishment, but I still have him ahead of Ronald Jones. Okay? I don't care who's on the field for the first play, and that's what you are as a starter in the NFL. Just on the field for the first darn play. All right, that's running backs. Got a lot of wideouts to talk about, so let's take a quick break, and when we come back, we will dive into wide receiver rankings here for week two. All righty. Wide receiver rankings for week two. Tyree kills number one. I mean, I feel like at the top – it's so splitting hairs. If Chances are you don't have more than four of the top 12. And if you do, can I get in the league next year, dog? Because that sounds really easy. But you know who you're starting up here. Tyreek, Devontae Adams, DeAndre Hopkins, Stephon Diggs, every single stinking week, right? DK Metcalf at five with that upgrade. Keenan Allen at six with that volume. Calvin Ridley at seven. Don't get too crazy about week one. 
If it's still week five and we're still seeing the same thing out of this passing game, all right, we're concerned. But for right now, eight targets, I'm cool with it. For right now, he's at seven. A.J. Brown at eight. Such a beast. Such a beast. Justin Jefferson at nine. Still think that was a touchdown. Anyway, Amari Cooper at 10, showing that he's not only the number one wideout in Dallas, but he's also currently the number one wideout in fantasy. Tyler Lockett at 11, also awesome matchup for him. And then CeeDee Lamb at 12. CeeDee Lamb's not, there's really no difference, not a major difference between Cooper and Lamb for fantasy purposes. Once we get outside of the top 12, I think you you're, you know, you get out of that set and forget because all those guys are basically set and forget for some of these players. Some of these players have moved up. Some of them have moved down. Some of them have question marks. And you may be in a situation where I said it's unlikely you have five top 12 guys, but you might have five top 20. I actually had a caller on my SiriusXM show who has to, well, or if I was in his position, I would have to sit the guy who I have ranked at 20 because I have four guys ahead of him. So here we go. Cooper Cup at 13. All that volume, man. He looks like he's Matty Stafford's guy. I'm not super down on Robert Woods, which I'll get to him in a minute, and I got a good point about him to make as well. But that's where I am currently. Allen Robinson at 14. Oh, the sweet taste of revenge. Andy Dalton. I hope this is it. Wouldn't that be the the, the best send-off ever? Andy Dalton defeats his former team, the Cincinnati Bengals, and jogs off the field like he just won the Super Bowl into the sunset. And he retires, and it's Justin Fields. Yes, I know. Maybe I'm going a bit far there. But I like Allen Robinson. Last week was tough. He did see um, some tough coverage there, obviously. Against the Rams, it's certainly a lot better against Cincinnati this week. Adam Thielen at 15 continues his productive ways. At 16, Terry McLaurin. So if Fitzy was playing, I'd have McLaurin at 13. So it's not a major downgrade. It's basically, I'm just trying to set our expectations. He's a mid-range wide receiver, too. He's not a front-end wide receiver, two or a borderline wide receiver, one with Taylor Heineke out there. Chris Godwin at 17, Mike Evans at 19. Okay, DJ Moore's in between them, but let me talk about Godwin and Evans. Godwin had the very real connection with Tom Brady, and he's going to benefit from being the primary slot receiver. You're almost never going to see a shadow if you're the primary slot receiver. And you also are almost never going to see a shadow if you share the field with Mike Evans. And that's exactly what we saw last week. People were asking me, what happened to Mike Evans? Mike Evans was shadowed by Trayvon Diggs. And I'm not necessarily saying Trayvon Diggs shut him down. I'm also not necessarily knocking Trayvon Diggs. But when I watched that game, you know what I saw? I saw Tom Brady say, oh, you want to do that? Cool. I just won't throw at him, but I'm going to kill you with Gronk, Chris Godwin, and Antonio Brown. Have fun defending that. So I think that's the dilemma. The historic tre- uh, trend is teams shadow Evans, but that was before they had you know legit three. Like if it was you shadow Evans and we're gonna kill you with Godwin, I think teams can adjust to that. But teams just can't adjust to we're gonna kill you with three guys and all three. Like Godwin is one of you know one of the better young receivers in the NFL, and then the other two are future Hall of Famers who are still able to play. Sure, take Evans out of the game. So I still like Evans. He's he's going to have his games, so not worried about him at all. 
The player at 20 who I had mentioned earlier is Debo Samuel. I love Debo Samuel, and I'm, I obviously had to downgrade Brandon Ayuk for now. I'm still going to hold Ayuk on benches. I love Debo Samuel. But if I had four guys ahead of him, I have four guys ahead of him. So Debo Samuel at 20. Deontay Johnson at 21. Julio Jones at 22. Antonio Brown, and hopefully Julio gets on the same page with Tannehill. Antonio Brown at 23. I'm not going to question it. For now, my concern about him, didn't see it in week one. They didn't use a ton of 12 personnel, so I'm not going to question it. T. Higgins at 24. Robert Woods at 25. You know, Robert Woods only saw four targets, but guess what? Two of them were in the end zone. That's at least encouraging for me. I'm not down on Robert Woods. I'm I'm being reasonable with him this week, but I'm not down on him. Chase Claypool at 25. So let's talk about Deontay Johnson, Chase Claypool, Juju Smith-Schuster. Johnson 21, Claypool 26, Juju 20 or 33, that is. Ben did not have a high average depth of target. It was just over six yards. My concern in watching that game is his arm still does not look good. Like we had heard, okay, he's, you know, he's on this diet and you know, he's lost the weight and he's in he's he didn't look any better than last year. And I heard this point made, I think it was Jeff Schwartz who made it on uh, Sirius XM. I interviewed Jeff Schwartz, and he said, when is the last time that you've seen a quarterback, not in the beginning of his career, but in the end of his career, who has shown signs of decline and then has rebounded from those signs of decline? I can't think of any. Because Tom Brady never showed signs of decline. That was just people making up narratives. He could still throw the ball downfield. He just didn't have anybody to throw to like the last two years in New England. He never really showed signs of decline. Drew Brees showed signs of decline, and they covered it up with the backfield and with Michael Thomas. But eventually it was too much. Uh, Peyton Manning, when he started to decline. Uh, Brett Favre, when he started to decline. Phillip Rivers, when he started to decline. You just don't come back from it. So that is the worry here, and that's the one risk with with Chase Claypool because he needs the deeper targets to thrive. 27, Mike Williams on the up, man, after last week. Jamar Chase, all that worry for nothing. He was phenomenal in week one. He's at 28. Cortland Sutton at 29. He was shattered by James Bradbury last week, so I'm not too worried about him. With no Jerry Judy here, I think he should be just fine. Brandon Cooks at 30. I love Brandon Cooks and Terod Taylor because it's the only show in town. Jarvis Landry at 31 with Noel Del Beckham this week. Robbie Anderson at 32. As I mentioned, Juju at 33. Devontae Smith, the rookie, looks so good at 34. Tyler Boyd at 35. Corey Davis could see a shadow in that one from J.C. Jackson. Expect Belichick to prioritize him at 36. On the outside, looking in, flexworthy Marquise Brown, Sterling Shepard, all three Jags receivers, Kenny Galladay, Jacoby Myers, Marquez Callaway, Jalen Waddle. Those all, all those guys could be flexed out. All right, tight end. If you have Travis Kelsey, Darren Waller, George Kittle, TJ Hawkinson, Kyle Pitts, you're good to go. Mark Andrews, you're basically good to go. Noah Fant, Rob Gronkowski, Logan Thomas are the top of the other guys. If you have any of this, throw a dart. Ready? Jonu Smith, Dallas Goddard, Tyler Higby, Robert Tunyon, Hunter Henry, Cole Komet, Gerald Everett, Jared Cook, Mike Gusecki, Adam Troutman, uh, Zach Ertz, Tyler Conklin, and Juwan Johnson. Good luck. Throw a dart. You're just praying for a touchdown. That's the order I prefer them in, but <laughs> hell if I know. 
you know, John, John o. Smith, Dallas Goddard, Tyler Higby are like the top guys. That's it. A lot of people asking for my uh, defensive streamers. I did it on this podcast yesterday. You can also get it every single week in my waiver wire article. I think it's more important to just do that than to actually rank because ranking defenses, I mean, that's a fool's errand. Ultimately, it is. So there you go. FTNFantasy.com. Of course, I'm at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram. Tomorrow, we're going to break down some wide receiver cornerback matchups here for week two fantasy football on the podcast. And then Friday, all the other matchups. So I will catch you on the flip side. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out.